Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We watched Supernova, and we're all completely nude to discuss this movie, as the director intended. So I'm, uh... I'm actually poo bearing it right now, but uh, you know, close enough. That's you know, that's good enough. <laughs> you park, you hanging brain along with everyone else. Oh, buddy, it's a, <laughs> it's a struggle right now. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we do our best. Yeah, with regard to when you uh, get a movie this good, <laughs> this nonstop thrill ride, this nail biter. Oh, this is this is uncomfortable because I think I liked it more than you guys did. Uh, which is not very, but still. Walter Hill made a movie about a person getting trans surgery, and then that person just became Michelle Rodriguez. And then he made this movie. He was like, no, take my take my name off of this. This is garbage. I don't want to be associated. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks ass. It sucks, but also it's good. Yeah. And that's what's oh, correct. It's basically functional in a kind of fucked up way. All right, uh, under 100 minutes. That's uh, really you know, important. It's minimum yeah. three stars right yeah. there. Yeah. When you see all the listed directors and you hit play and it's 90 minutes with credits, you're like, uh oh, <laughs> something happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they were Those able. Those credits to... rolled way before 90. Let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> at least they were able to get something coherent out of it. Okay, yeah, so Parker, before we get into it, do we have any news? J.J. <sighs> Abrams describes his Hot Wheels movie as emotional, <laughs> grounded, and gritty. Okay. Your thoughts? <laughs> what are you going to do with that? It sounds like the uh, Gran Turismo I'm... movie, which I, I just saw the trailer for, by the way, and uh, not pleased. Let <laughs> me tell you what I'm going to do with this J.K. Abrams uh, Hot Wheels movie. I'm going to pretend to like it to piss off Yellow Cyclone. Correct. But actually, it's pretty good. You should give it a chance. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, he totally doesn't do the lens flare in this one. Yeah, tell me again about that thing from a movie in 2009 again, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Fucking get over it. I, uh, can't wait for one of us to see it. Don't know who it's gonna be yet, you know? Not it's, it. Not it. Eh, it's an IMAX, baby. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got that. Of course, we have, uh, the Barney film, which is, as we know, yeah. an adult-focused A24-type movie. Which seems like a threat. To be honest. <laughs> not for kids. This is, hey, guess what? Let's leave the kids at home. This is for grown-ups. <laughs> this is a serious movie. So we are two for two on movies uh, based on toys meant for babies being actually adult and mature and grown-up. We Look, love I'm to just, see it. It's been a rough, rough month for movie news. And I say this on the heels of finding out that Deadpool 3 is going to be a multiverse movie. And, uh... Mostly just that, because he's gonna fuck himself in his own ass, and I'm supposed to laugh at it. But uh, just seeing the, like, oh, they're almost done filming. It's like, they're in a writer's strike, huh? Yeah, this that's... is <laughs> this is gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> you filmed a Deadpool movie during a strike. 
So all these jokes are going to be ADR'd in. David Zaslav is going to be Fantastic. <laughs> love it. Love to just shoot an entire movie and be like, all right, then once the strike's over, we can just like, get in the booth and really like hammer out some good quality jokes. Definitely, I'm uh, not going to make me want to kill myself. Definitely will be their opening weekend because I'm a little piggy. Uh, love that. Love to, love to see the movies. Love to see that uh, Mission Impossible is uh, thriving. Uh, I will be recording it next week. Don't worry, because I have Monday tickets. <laughs> I forgot about your fucking early preview. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> All you have to do is have more time and disposable income, dork. Oh, I'm halfway there. <laughs> At the expense of the other, as it yeah. turns out. <laughs> That's not a fair trade. I'm just being poor. I could watch more movies that way. <laughs> At least now you have time for more concerts. I never get to have any fun. Alright, time for Jerks of the Week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Adam Schefter for signing up for Threads. That is almost what it would take to get me on there, but I'm holding fast. I'm not going on. I will not drink the ooze. I will not eat the bugs. Yeah, you'll you be can't. There. You can't make me. Look, if, if there's important stuff going on, someone else post it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, no, I'm not signing for that. Not blue sky. I do feel I, like I reached the age, you know. Finally, at 33 years old, I reached the age. It's like, nope, no more sites. I, I, there's too much internet. I actually would prefer to have more sites, but I don't need more sites or just the same people talking. Like, I already have that. Mm-hmm. Like, all of you fucking idiots love clout too much. You're gonna keep posting on Twitter too. Like, why would I leave? If Twitter goes down, follow me here. No, no, you I'm not just not that. exist. No, thank right, you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like eight months from now, I'll be sitting around and be like, hey, remember that person that I followed because they said something funny one time? And then that's going to be all I think about them for the rest of my life. Because, uh, fuck you. Uh, my jerk of the week. Oh, please, go ahead. <laughs> my jerk of the week is the entire world who apparently knew who this Miranda Sings person was before a week oh. ago without telling me. Because after seeing the fucking blackface all the single ladies video come out today, like, uh, that, yeah, nope, she's comedy genius. Like, you guys should all apologize to her for the ukulele video. That was funny. Fuck you. I'm not going to watch a second of this, but uh, Same. she seems like she has good instincts. <laughs> Blackface and a ukulele, I don't fuck kids song. That's two for two. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like, someone's got to give the people what they want, and apparently it's this person who, by all accounts, sucks fucking ass. <laughs> who those people are? Uh, questionable. Don't worry about it. Uh, my Jerk of the Week is, of course, my Hero of the Week, Pluto TV, for uh, instituting a 24-7 Godzilla channel. Oh, fuck Here we yeah. go. It's been a very powerful weekend for your boy. I had a long weekend, so every day when I woke up, I would just turn the TV on and just sat in bed for an hour watching Godzilla vs. Destroya. That was a good day. Didn't do a goddamn thing that morning. Saving money on that Criterion collection. Oh, yeah. Just having that on a constant loop when it's like, all right, bedtime. Well, whichever one is on, that's what I'm falling asleep to. It's really improved my quality of life. Uh, their on-demand is still the worst. The commercial break every ten minutes with the same three ads. But yeah. uh, the live channels, that's where, that's where it's at. Yeah. Between that and their uh, Tokusatsu channel, where I was like, I'm going to fall asleep to this. I just fell asleep to the Japanese version of Power Rangers Zio. That was a good Hell night, yeah. too. We were thriving. We had yeah. a good weekend. Uh, I told Parker this. I, my favorite local bar has uh, Power Rangers tiki mugs. So... I want them so bad. I want them uh, so wait, they, bad. They, they still have them? Like, you haven't stolen them yet? I'm going to ask for them specifically and then uh, hide them. 
somewhere in uh, my bodice. Can I also get a drink in an even bigger glass so you can't see this one anymore? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into what we watched recently. I'm going to skip over most of what I watched because uh, a lot of these aren't that interesting. But, uh, Alex, you're the biggest hater I know. Uh, new hater tech has dropped. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, Elite uh, Hater Tech. I don't know if, you've, if you're already familiar with this. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. The, the tech is, uh, you gotta hate on this one on Letterboxd because uh, instead of stars for this one, it's uh, little fireballs. And people are apparently really fucking mad that you Wait, use... Wait, uh, thing? Yeah, apparently uh, people are really fucking mad that when you go to this specific movie, uh, you you click a, a section of fireballs instead of uh, stars. So a lot of people are giving it like a half a star saying, fuck you, bring back the stars. I, uh, I'm actually mad that I can't rate other things on the site in flame emojis. So, uh, I'm with them, actually. They're right. I think I'm the only one to say it's, it's fine. And I decided, oh, I'll close out Pride Month here. It's, it's okay. You know, it's in French. So, you know. Uh, any, oh, uh, any that. of that? Or, uh... No, that would be in, uh, the next one, which is on the... I've talked about this one before, uh, with the, the updated list. Oh, you revisited. No, 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 I, no, no, I mean, I... I mentioned that this was going to be one of the ones on the list. I'm not going to talk about this much because it just kind of pisses me off. This is called La Bette, a.k.a. The Beast, directed by... Oh, this is another one where I want... I was going to guess the <laughs> I was, I was, this is uh This is the one where I really wanted Alex to read the uh, the title, the uh, director's name here. The Bet Blue or... Uh... <laughs> uh, the Beast. <laughs> Bet means beast. So uh, it's directed by Walerian Borrow... Five consonants in a row. Oh, That's not the director I'll of a thousand planets. It. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> uh, tagline. I got a tagline here for you guys. Tagline is just about the most outrageous erotic fantasy ever committed to film. So the second most erotic movie you watched this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because this is from 1975. Great year. Uh, this movie pisses me off. This is just uh, a woman gets raped by like a beast thing, and they show the oh. beast penis and semen and stuff over and over. It's it, it's basically like the same oh, kind of movie as like uh, the fucking. Is he packing? Oh yeah, he is. He's, it's, and it's the great. Movie, like, I'm actually gonna gloss over this. So you see the monsters cock and jizz all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what, do you what think else this show is? Yeah, but honestly, it, it, first of all, it takes a long time to get there if you're really. You know, uh, patient I'll must say. be for you. But I'm all right, fellas. Like the thing that really bothers me about this is this is kind of like uh, uh, Solo or 120 French. Days of Sodom. Because, like, seriously, it's it's just one of those stupid like uh, movies that people pretend to like so they can get attention. Like, oh, I took a girl to a date and she was really grossed out. And that's that's what. It, also, it's in French. So nice try, Parker. I know you're not watching this. Uh, no, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that was never up for debate. Yeah, it's you uh, stopped at French or 1975. Yeah, you can take we, your pick. We, we, we've uh, we're we're uh, working on kidnapping the guy that made the list, so he has to take all the foreign movies off now that Chris is watching. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, there's actually every once in a while you get a good foreign one. I and this is a one with a great tagline too. I told Parker about. <laughs> this is called Patrick. It's an Australian movie. Uh, the tagline for this one is no this is Patrick the tagline for this one is he's in a coma yet he can kill right off the bat you have my attention turns out this is actually kind of good it kind of feels like uh, what if Australia wanted to make the exorcist but realized they couldn't they didn't really have that kind of money Uh, basic idea here is uh, some guy is uh, in a coma and yet he can kill that's basically what's going on 
you know what? It actually kind of looks all right. The story is well told. I think uh, this was the movie where the director uh, apparently was such a big hit that he got the job for uh, Psycho 2, which notably I really like. I think it's as good as Psycho 1, if not better than Psycho 1. So, uh, big fan of Patrick. I would definitely recommend this. Parker, you would enjoy it too, uh, even though they have British accents, despite being an Australian movie. Uh, I mean that tagline alone. Yeah, it's it's good. I'll watch movies for less. <laughs> yeah, I mean th- this sounds like Silent Rage, but you know without Chuck Norris. Yeah, Which sounds like an improvement. So, uh, oh, this one. Um, this is not on the list, although it certainly could be because uh, my way of describing it is, it looks like it takes place in a haunted house during the day with all the lights on. It's a documentary called Grey Gardens. I don't know if you guys have heard of Grey Gardens. Basic story here is Jacqueline Anassas Kennedy had a cousin and an aunt. They were both named Edith, and they lived in a house, and that's all they did. They never left the house. And this documentary just follows them around in their house talking with each other about how they used to be, uh, you know, really popular. They used to come from high society. And uh, they don't really address the fact that they don't do anything now, uh, it's really easy to make fun of these two women because uh, they're they're all has-beens, literally has-beens. And uh, little Edie, as uh, she calls herself, she's 50 years old. She's wearing what, I don't know, I think you guys know this term, you guys both have pets. Uh, it's called a happy hoodie. You know that thing that like cats and dogs have to wear when they're getting groomed so it like, crushes down their ears so they can't hear how loud the washer is? It seriously looks like she's wearing that throughout the entire movie and I have no idea why. It's very, very strange. Uh, I actually really feel bad for both of these people and as easy as it is to make fun of them it does feel like these people are human and whatever is in their blood is in our blood too we could become these people if we don't watch the path that we take in life so I don't know it's one that just stuck with me for some reason oh boy this is uh, I couldn't tell which is worse uh, this next movie or The Beast it both of them are they really really pissed me off house on the edge of the park oh okay so cast your mind back house on the edge of the park is uh directed by an italian man so right off the bat you know you smelled something comes out in 1980 right so the director he watches uh 1972 trash piece last house on the left and unlike the rest of the civilized world he goes hey that's a very good movie and he takes one of the guys from that movie and says, hey, you want to be in my movie? We'll, you know, do something kind of like that. And he does. Basic idea is, it's first of all, cold open with a rape and murder. So you know you're in good hands. And you don't have to guess who's doing it because it's the protagonist of the movie. We follow this guy around. So already, like, oh, great. This movie has the single dumbest fucking twist I've ever seen in any movie. I'm going to spoil it now. You fucking better. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not yeah. watching this. Oh, no, God, no. So, this guy, uh, just after he rapes and murders this girl at the beginning of the movie, he and his retarded brother are working at a garage. A rich... <laughs> a rich... I was expecting a lot, but not that. <laughs> what, what about the other brother? <laughs> uh, a rich couple... You can just say Italian, it's fine. Yeah. A rich couple comes to... Uh, to like get their car worked on and the rapist murderer guy is like no i, I don't want to fix it uh, i'm gonna go out and rape and murder people 
And the retarded brother is like, oh, I'll fix it. And uh, he fixes it kind of easily, you know. And uh, the, the rich girl's like, thanks, want to come to our party? We're going to have a gala. You know, rich people inviting rapists and murderers for a sick thrill to their parties. And the rapist murderer guy's like, oh, sure, I'll go with you. And he brings a straight-edge razor with him, probably to do something very naughty. He gets there, and it... it quickly becomes clear that the rich people are, are like, fucking with him, right? They have, um, one of the women, like, seduces him, but pushes him away at the last second. Uh, they make the retarded guy strip to, do a sexy strip dance to music. And it's kind of pissing off the rapist and murder guy we probably shouldn't piss off because he destroys the record player says, okay, now it's my party. And he proceeds to, like, rape three of the women and, like, slash at three of the guys in the chest and stuff and throw one of them like out of this plate glass window right next to a pool and uh you know things are getting pretty dicey with that the guy who's about to get killed is like okay hold up i've had enough this is by the way end of the movie here's the ending gets up goes back into the house brings out a gun that was in the house the entire time and shoots the rapist and murderer and kills him and the rapist and murderer is dying but it's like what oh what's what's going on here and the the rich guy shot was like time to reveal my dastardly plan I'm actually the brother of the girl that you raped and murdered at the beginning of the movie. My strategy was to invite you into my home, have you attack some of us, and then I could kill you and it'd be self-defense. Now, three of my friends got raped, and uh, you, you killed Paul over there, and uh, there's a fair amount of blood on my chest, too, but we're going to get away with it. And uh, then I think they let the retard go. <laughs> what a relief. I was really worried about that guy. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, so I think he probably has a tournament this weekend. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. So one still a little dicey. Two might not hold up in court. <laughs> three's the magic number. Yeah. Like, all right. The best part Get is in there. <laughs> that guy is he's about to make a call. He's oh, like, you know, what? he says, you know, the plan worked. It, there are a couple mistakes, but ultimately we got what we wanted. And I'm like, and meanwhile, I'm watching it going, fuck you. So. This movie sounds very, uh, very pro-government. This, you know, this is compromises to get legislation passed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's incredibly cool to treat your friends like the coach treated the center in varsity. <laughs> get out there! It's your turn. <laughs> I'm ready to watch that movie. Again. Me too. God, I'd fucking, fucking rather watch that. And just the right amount of eroticism. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was pretty fucked up when they made the fat, retarded brother cover <laughs> himself with the whipped cream. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, my baby, my baby. Yeah. I'm the one of your life. Cut, print, perfect. <laughs> Good movie. All right. Uh, now, the next one, uh, the other Alex, she visited. And I was like, uh, oh, uh, I don't remember how this even came up or, or what, but I mentioned Haosu, that Japanese movie that was basically written by a 12-year-old girl. She had never seen it. I don't think she had even heard of it. So, of course, on America's birthday, I was like, we're watching the most Japanese movie ever made. Disgusting. Dude, I do not regret a thing. That movie just grows in estimation the more I watch it. It's fucking insane. I would like to... Now, everyone's talked about how fucking crazy House is, so I'm not going to rehash that. I just want to bring attention to something that no one talks about that they should talk about, which is the soundtrack. If you want, you can go ahead and Google this, see if I'm bullshitting you. Go look up the soundtrack. There's, uh, I think there's like 12 songs on there. One of the songs is called eat one of the other songs is called eat eat and one of the other songs is called eat 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 one of the songs is spent forever <laughs> looking for eat eat eat, eat. 
One of the songs is Cherries Were Made for Eating, which I downloaded and put on my running playlist because it sounds like the Love and Spoonful. I uh, I strongly recommend this movie. This movie fucking kicks ass. Uh, the only thing that sucks about the soundtrack is the main theme from Haosu, which is a piano thing that goes like, uh, dun, 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 dun. They play it like a hundred fucking times during the movie. The only time we're at school is for, I don't know who did this, but someone got the cat to meow along with the notes. And it's like the shittiest ending you've ever heard. I think I kind of like lost it. I just, just something escaped me. It, it reminded me of like Alex when you said you watched uh, Beavis and Butthead do America. And you're like at some point it's just so stupid that you just you can't help it and yeah. your brain yeah, slides okay. at you and you just start laughing. Uh, last one here. Uh, I watched Strange Days at Alex's request. Uh, yeah, I like Strange Days. I think Strange Days is really yeah, good. I, I think Strange Days is really good. I I laughed really hard at uh, we're gonna call him Ralph Fininus. He cannot stop quipping. He is uh, addicted to quips. I think that this is like an inspiration for Deadpool or something because he just will not stop doing his gay little bits. Angela Bassett very good in this trying perhaps a bit too hard considering that no one watched it but i had a good time i think it's a pretty well told story i like the way that it looks except for uh the very noticeably fake muzzle flashes but it's 1995 like you know what are you gonna do here uh very good also a very silly twist that made me think that uh i was wrong about house on the edge of the park but uh overall i recommend it i think you're in good hands when you watch strange days alex uh, I, I think it it's I think that's maybe the worst Catherine Bigelow movie, and that movie's really good. Right. And uh, I think that might be the only director I can name who has never missed. So I'm gonna go with Satoshi Kon with that. that. Um, but yeah, that's oh, for me it's Wes Anderson. Also, yeah, I like uh, everything Wes Anderson's done. I was gonna go with Park Chan Wook, but I saw Stoker. Ugh. That movie's hey. fine. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm hey, just hey. bored. <laughs> Hey, thanks for the segue, buddy. You want to talk about Asteroid City again? Uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, there's not really much that I can say to do this justice, this movie justice on here other than I liked it. I seem to have not liked it as much as a lot of people but still really enjoyed it and would say it's one of his four or five best movies. Uh, but that said, if you're a Wes Anderson hater, you will really hate this. Oh, yeah. Because this is... <laughs> maybe the most obnoxious of his movies and i say that with all love and praise because i'm kind of buying his bullshit but uh yeah goddamn man <laughs> this is this is two hours about one guy just going through some stuff and uh you know what that's why i like these movies and that's why a lot of people don't like these movies and that's fine um I, I we think talk about that, that kid. this movie <laughs> the kid who only <laughs> wants to do experiments <laughs> you dare I... me it's an experiment is my favorite fucking thing <laughs> that kid owns Al Parker when you watch this and I know you will that's going to be your favorite kid in the movie <laughs> which it's is not like hard because like the other kids kid. in the movie aren't they, they don't really have much but like that one kid who says I, will you I... dare me to like do this completely stupid fucking thing and he justifies it with it's an experiment <laughs> I was uh, I was a little disappointed. I, I didn't get to see the baby witches hex the moon. That was but, uh, you know. <laughs> those little girls were so fucking funny. <laughs> they are. <laughs> like, like that's the thing. That movie, like, as far as the 
deep, deep-seated emotional baggage that's being worked through in this movie. I think there's a lot there for a lot of people to relate to, and I think that's kind of why this movie's good. Because, like, this movie really is what you make of it. Um, because as far as plot and things, they're not there. Like, it's completely fucking non-existent. You're just kind of watching these characters go through scenes and work through the things that have happened to them in their lives and for some people that's really cathartic and for other people they're like that's fucking stupid or I don't get it and that's fine it's totally okay to be those people but uh if you're the person that is predisposed to like his work you will 1000% enjoy this uh also way the little alien held up the thing (laughs) (laughs) he's such a weird little guy (laughs) he's the ultimate weird little guy it's, I I just really respect a how stupid they made him look, and b that the one fucking scene where we see the person playing him is yeah. uh oh yeah of course Jeff Goldblum is the weird fucking alien yeah. like <laughs> why wouldn't he be uh yeah no it's uh it's very solid I probably won't watch this again for another fifteen years but when I do I will, I'm sure I will enjoy it again um you probably already know how you feel about this movie before you watched it. I don't think yeah. this movie's going to change anybody's minds about anything. Uh, what else did I watch here? Uh, we watched a documentary the other night called Sour Grapes. Have you seen this one, Chris? Uh, no, I haven't. What is this about? Uh, so basically, it's about this guy who um, was... like This guy basically... Uh, he was He's from Malaysia, I think? And he, like, basically appeared on, like, the high-dollar wine scene uh, in the States out of nowhere, like, 10, 15 years ago. And, like, the guy was, like, a savant. Like, he was, you know, he could taste any wine and tell you all of these things about it. Everybody always knew that, you know, he's, like, basically the greatest expert they had, you know, as far as, like, his depth and breadth of knowledge and the way he could communicate it to other people about, like, wine flavor profiles and all these, all this fancy hoity-toity wine bullshit I don't really understand. But it turns out he was also a wine forger, uh, and he would, he you know, he'd recreate, like, these old bottles of wine, uh, you know, like, ones that are very rare and hard to find and sell them at auction, you know, distribute them throughout the wine world, but at the same time, like, really, really seemed to take care in his craft and created really high-quality forgeries, which... I mean, just from hearing that, you can tell why this would be great fodder for a documentary, because it hits so many angles. You know, there's fraud, but there's also this idea of, you know, somebody making forgeries in general is just, like, a fundamentally interesting concept, because you have to be unbelievably talented to do it, but also, you know, evil in so many other ways. And so, you know, it kind of, like, it gets into, like, the backstory of, you know, like, well, who is this guy? Where did his money come from? How did he manage to fool everybody? And it doesn't really satisfactorily answer a lot of those questions, but I think that's an asset to the documentary because, like, it makes you more curious about the story. It makes you want to go and do your own research. I hate when you watch a documentary and you walk out and it's like, well, that's everything there is to say about that. Like, I understand that in some ways a documentary is an argument, but I hate the idea that you're getting like one person's version of events and there's no real room for the discourse. Not that I care about that specifically, but like, I, I think it's fun to think about a lot of these situations that are worth making documentaries about. It's why, you know, not to pick on a movie that I will never watch in my life, but it's like, it's why I will never watch a movie like flame and hot 
Like, I just, I don't care about the story of Hot Cheetos. Whether it's really, I I don't give a shit. You gotta give me, like, a kernel of something interesting. And this movie has that. And, like, it's hard for me to even really say much about the quality of this as a documentary. Because, like, I I think it's fine. I think it's competent. The interviews are good. You hear from the people you want to hear from. It's structured really well. But it's just an interesting story. And I was really glad to spend 90 minutes with an interesting story that you know, one day, two months from now, I'll probably go into a Wikipedia rabbit hole about because it just was a cool story about this thing I didn't know about. And I wish more documentaries were that. Uh, so that's my documentary soapbox. What if you um, watch a documentary about a serial killer and it's the same one you've seen four times in a row? You like wow. those? Because if wow, so, you love Netflix. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I, she likes a lot of the financial fraud type documentaries that they have. And, like, we watched one the other day that I wasn't even going to talk about. It was, like, about, like, Wells Fargo scamming people and opening extra accounts. And, like, that's the story. And you know that whole story in, like, ten minutes. And it's just testimonials and people saying how they did it. It's like, no, this is just regular fraud. I don't care about this. This is not interesting at all. Why did you make a fucking hour movie about this? That's the uh, worst one. You're like, this could have been a YouTube video. I think I I, I think I can tap out now. It wasn't worth being a YouTube video. It's like four paragraphs in Wikipedia. Like, I don't need we opened this accounts. level of engagement with this. Yeah. I was a struggling, don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, yeah, the whole thing ended up being about, you know, like, the bankers. And, you know, like, oh, I didn't want to do it, but I felt like I had to to do it. Like, I don't I don't care. You're not You're not in jail. Get, like, get like nobody's job. mad at you. Like, yeah. I uh, feel so guilty. No one would have known. Yeah. Why'd you, yeah, why'd you yeah, tell anyone? Why are you on camera, weirdo? I... It's. I find them like reflexively annoying, but I did like sour grapes for the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to some more serious content here. Uh, saw Jason X for the first time in my life. Hey, the only, movie fucking yeah, owns, the, the, the only yeah, does, good dude. Friday the Thirteenth movie. That I, is easily the best. Yeah, I just kind of assumed it was going to be like a Moonraker type deal, where like it's stupid and it's bad, but like you get some residual enjoyment from it because of how stupid and bad it is. But no, I just straight up enjoyed this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Always, dude. It's like, you know you're in good hands, you know, when, uh, uh, yeah, obviously, Slasher on a Spaceship, you know, works in every movie except Sunshine. Uh, but, uh, like... We'll get to that later. <laughs> we sure will. We sure will. But, uh, like, you know, you know you're in good hands when you get the dude getting dropped on the giant propeller, and somebody's like, what happened to him? And there's, like, a three-second pause, and she goes, he's screwed. It's like, all right, cool. We, we know what we're doing. Uh, but then they just crashed into that fucking space station. Yeah. And that's the point where the movie just, like, just ramped up to a thousand for me. I'm like, all right, not only is this the dumbest fucking thing that I've seen this year, but it's dumb by orders of magnitude to the point that I... I love this. I had a fucking blast with this. I look forward to when we do it a couple months from now, because how has that not happened yet? Like, you think of every single one of these slasher sequels, there's like, alright, you get to the end, how do they kill him this time? At no point are you like, jetpack in space. Yep. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> like, I, uh... So <laughs> I really love when they uh, they try to trick him by setting him to VR. Yeah, that's a good one. Everyone out. likes that scene. <laughs> he, just start, he just starts beating up the fucking girl in the sleeping bag <laughs> with the other girl in the sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> fucking owns, dude. I Plus had a blast future, with that movie. Well, this spaceship will have a sex bot, obviously. Yeah, that makes of sense course. To me. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's been a couple. 
because I should watch that again. What a treat. I uh, was really glad I watched that because uh, the other movie I watched that night. Uh, all right, Chris, let's have a Freddy Got Finger conversation. Let's go. <laughs> now, it's just Finally. you're the one who likes Biodome. <laughs> that is true. Just you know preloading why? that revolver. Go ahead. Why do you like yeah, Biodome? No, so no. Much? By all means, go ahead. Yeah. Biodome is a movie that's also fucking retarded. I understand. Yeah, actually, no, it, we, uh, I do want to know why you put on Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, she took too long to pick something and scrolled past Jeez, it. Gee, now that is a penalty. <laughs> also, I just want to I say, like, <laughs> a little moment of fairness here. I have been clear since the second I put on Freddy Got Fingered. Never, ever let a woman watch this. No, like that's fine. Like I knew she was gonna hate. Yeah, it, it's designed was, was for the, them to hate. It's 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 the price that she paid for taking fucking thirty minutes to fix something. God, I she's don't know. The, what do you want to well, watch? Well, <laughs> the whole time she's like, I just want to watch something that's under two hours, and she couldn't find anything. And I'm like, Boy, hey, ninety five minutes, good play. <laughs> I, I, and that's how we put it on. Right. Now, I may, I don't know. I I have to assume, knowing what I know about you and your upbringing that you do not have the same relationship to Tom Green that I have. In that, I actually watched the Tom Green show while it was on. I watched his fucking talk show on MTV. Like, I love Tom Green. And I think that everything he's doing here doesn't work as well when it's scripted. And I think that that is the thing that I really can't get past with this movie. Because I think a lot of the appeal of why him being so fucking annoying is funny all the time is when he's doing it to like man on the street or like to celebrities sitting on a fucking couch at a talk show but he's just doing it to actors here and like I get I get that it's objectively funny that somebody decided to make this movie that somebody wrote him a check to make this movie and I get that it's funny that the movie reflects how fucking stupid it is that somebody let Tom Green make a movie but at some point with this, it's just like, all right, cool. Joke's on them. I was only pretending to be retarded. Like, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Like, I, if I'm going to watch something because Hollywood made a catastrophic mistake, I would rather watch The Lone Ranger than watch fucking Freddy Got Fingered. Next week's episode. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, but like, Actually, looking forward to I, it, like honestly, like it, when I when I think about the the movies that are like comically bad to me, it's like box office bombs that people thought were good. This is a movie that presumably everybody involved with knew was going to be bad, except for the higher ups. And yeah, on some level, it's funny that it's pulling their pants down to make fun of fucking culture at this point in time. I'm not gonna. I am glad that you picked up on that. That's and, important that yeah, you notice that because there's not, a lot of people who watch it they I, don't know that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's not funny because of the jokes. I don't know why you guys fucking quote this movie. This is not I, quotable in the slightest. Oh, on the con- oh, contraire. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> but, but even putting that aside, like, I don't feel like it's culturally subversive to take $15 million from a movie studio and make a shitty movie. Like, I, I just, I, I don't really buy that. And, look, the movie is just it revels in how fucking annoying and stupid it is and i'm not gonna lie i really enjoyed watching this with a person who hated it way more than i did that that was where i got most of my enjoyment and i I think that is kind of you know i I can put myself in the headspace of tom green as i do that because uh 
man, really funny that <laughs> Drew Barrymore divorced him like right after this came out. <laughs> like, yeah, wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, like I he even did her a solid when he was in Charlie's Angels. It's um, true. It was the only good part of that movie. I, I get this movie. I know what it's going for. I wasn't miserable. I'm not going to be like, oh, half star. That was dumb. I just like, I kind of just don't really buy the conceit of the movie. And if you don't buy the conceit of the movie, there's nothing fucking here for you. I understand why everybody that either has appeared on or listens to Chapo Trap House has rated this five stars in Letterboxd. Like, I totally understand. That's like a really great movie for the irony community. It just kind of doesn't land for me. I I mean, I, I, I assumed for like, you know, at least 20 minutes this runtime that you just like this because the retarded guy was named Brody. But, uh, that's what um, Josh likes it too. You know, I, I, I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, there's a, I, like, the, the reason I, I like this so much, and I've mentioned this before, when I first got assigned this, when I went through the wrong door again. <laughs> I mean, that was your own fault. No, that was, yeah, Parker assigned this one, and I think he assigned me, uh, it was various Fred movies. The other one was, uh, Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred. It was that YouTube kid. Remember that? That was a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I forgot about that. Yeah. We should roll that back. I think I said door number four, because there wasn't a door number three. And uh, and Parker just said, Daddy, would you like some sausage? And it froze, because I, I've known about this movie ever since. Like I think I mentioned when I was in college, I went to like, the Wikipedia for worst movies ever made. And Freddy Got Fingered was like, the one. It was like, look out for this. This is generally considered... Uh, you know, the worst movie ever made. And I remember while I was watching it, I think it was like playing Tekken or something in the background because, you know, it's like as soon as this movie starts, it tells you this is going to hurt and it's going to take 90 minutes. Like that, the fucking where he's drawing with a, the cat with the x-ray eyes or whatever. It's like, that's it's immediately annoying. But when it got to the part where he was jacking off the horse, I my jaw dropped and I stared at the screen and I, I turned off Tekken. I was like, there's something going on here. Like, I immediately, I recognize it. Maybe the reason I like it is because I figured out the joke. And I, I felt kind of good about that. Because, again, I want to maintain, there's a lot of people who don't understand Freddy Got Figured. And I think that there is something to understand. Uh, as to whether you don't buy it, completely valid. This is one where I'm not going to get defensive. I can't say, oh, you're a fucking dumbass because you don't like Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> you know? <laughs> as for it being quotable, I... Uh, <laughs> I, I think it actually is quotable because Josh and I will just <laughs> there's some stuff in there it's just yeah, so I mean, annoying like, yeah, come on it's just, that's not that's not a fair yeah well the, I keep thinking about <laughs> I don't know what hurt your wife the most but I, I like to think that it was the zebras in America <laughs> no no she was that she was well I, I was probably, watching her letterbox like... rating go down in real time no it was it was the chewing through the umbilical cord oh really that's a... or or it, or it was either that or when it was when uh <laughs> when the wheelchair girl pulls up his shirt and the umbilical cord is just taped to him like oh that's my umbilical cord. I, actually... I keep it here like <laughs> I, I i thought it would be fun i <laughs> uh, also where he gets hit by the the truck and says i didn't think that would happen <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess I, 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 there's one that I, I really that really sticks with me. I, I kind of want to clip it because it's when they're in the fancy restaurant and he's shrieking at Rip Torn. <laughs> this is a fancy restaurant as he's playing the violin and it is making the worst noise I have ever heard in my life. 
<laughs> a brief note about Rip Torn. You say everyone involved knew they were making a bad movie. Rip Torn didn't know what he was doing. He was very that, drunk while fair. making this. That if you ask him about being in that movie, yeah. he'll throw a drink into your face. Rest in peace. That man has no idea what the fuck. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's totally it. I, Are we sure he would waste a drink like that? Oh, I don't think he's wasting. He's just you know, constantly drinking. He's, this is the man who did he like wake up in a bank or something after an all night bender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just crawled into the window. He thought it was his house. Yeah, I. He's so yeah, th- this movie is insane. Oh, just like Big Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, what, what streaming service is this on? Uh, Hulu, I think. Yeah, I passed by it the other day. Yeah. And I just cackled because I knew you'd already made. Your <laughs> so, believe it or not, uh, the last thing about this because I always talk about this movie a little too much. Uh, this is one where we've been trying to get the local Alamo to play it because we just know it'd be an insane. We kind of want like people just sort of like they don't know about the movie, say how many walkouts we get, but they can't actually show it because there's no Blu-ray release, and that means it would only be in standard definition and you can't there's something that you just can't really do like that so it's unfair so uh release the green cut oh yeah one more thing i I forgot i actually want to mention this about you being a fan of tom green's show and me not being a fan of tom green not that i dislike i've seen it later on on like youtube clips and stuff looks like there's some stuff there that's pretty good that i probably would have liked i kind of feel like this movie isn't just a joke on studio executives who are willing to give him 15 million dollars it's also a joke on his audience. It kind of feels like we're not doing jokes about the man on the street. We're doing the jokes about you. You're the ones who paid money to see me do this. And I don't know if I necessarily appreciate that, but I do kind of feel like that is at least one part of this movie. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's the, the fucking stuff where he's in the cheese factory. That's the only way that I can possibly think of this play. It's like, oh, he's fucking with his fans. That's the only, that's the only thing I can possibly think of here. It's a possibility. Yeah, but also, like, who are his, his fans? Are like stoners and ten year olds? Like, damn, got him, man. Yeah, I, hey, I, he's, I'm not signing on with everything he thinks and does. I, uh, I don't know. I also maybe part of the reason I like this is the same reason I like Houseu. It's, it's kind of like outsider art in a way. It's just like this is a guy who probably shouldn't be making a movie, but we gave him fifty million dollars anyway. Let's see what happens. Actually, uh, you know. I'm glad you bring this up because Girl Alex had a great comparison to uh, two other movies. Fuck, I don't remember what they were. But the basic idea is a studio who they don't know, they're willing to experiment, and they give this person a whole lot of money, say, hey, we're going to produce this anyway. Go ahead, see what, go do whatever you want. No, not like that. And this is what you end up with. I think the other was like Matrix Resurrections or something like that. The other was, fuck, it was a great comparison. Anyway, that's that's basically what happened here. And uh, if you want, Alex, uh, anniversary coming up. They have this on VHS for the little lady. <laughs> that's how I got uh, uh, Gabby's boyfriend to watch this. Hell yeah, that owns. I-, I love the idea of somebody watching this on a fucking VHS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you mentioned the thing about uh, Alamo not showing it because of the aspect ratio, though. Because uh, I do want to say the aspect ratio shit in Asteroid City doesn't work for me. I kind of hate it. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, some people, uh, I saw other people who uh, didn't like it that much. I, I, I don't think I had a problem with it. I, I would have liked it more if, it, if they didn't use it so arbitrarily. But there are some scenes where it's just like, you know, the people in the desert that's supposed to be part of, like, quote-unquote, the play or whatever, that are just in 4-3, like the Cranston shit. And uh, I just, I don't, 
that part I don't get. That's a, that's and not maybe something Wes I'm Anderson's going to a secret genius, but uh, yeah, like maybe maybe Wes Anderson has some reason for showing the scene. Oh, I know that he, he does. Is in four three. Yeah, I just don't yeah, care. but I I look at it and I go, whatever the reason for this is, it's stupid. and Doesn't help your movie. It's just distracting because I'm watching it on a big screen. I keep thinking about the the scene in Grand Budapest where he's looking through that. Maybe, I don't know if it's in Grand Budapest or it's in uh, French Dispatch where he's looking through that hole in the jail cell door, and. Uh, it it actually changes the uh, the width of the uh, the hole in the door to match with the aspect ratio that he's doing, and it's kind of like a joke. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. And you have to understand a little bit about cameras in order to get that joke. Right. Whereas in Asteroid City, I noticed that I was just like, oh, maybe it's supposed to do with a character. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, like if I had any inclination whatsoever to watch this movie again, maybe I'd figure it out. But. uh I, I think my my rough rankings has this like fifth in his movies, and the first four I would rewatch any time, and this is like the first one I wouldn't. So again, like like I think yeah. it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm not I'm not shitting on the movie. Yeah. I'll I be just... buying the Criterion. Oh, by the way, that reminds me of Ben Watson. Josh uh, watched Moonrise Kingdom on the plane and could not get into it. He just doesn't like child actors. Well, I mean that's which is a weird because he's a Smash into, player. Period. But that, yeah. well, <laughs> that's why yeah. it's like one of those things where like if you know somebody that really sucks, like, you just do everything you can to do to act like the opposite of them. Like, there's, like, why I always say the Eagles are bad. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, he's just, he's just around so many pedophiles all the time that he sees kids and just immediately clams up. Like, nope, yeah. nope, we're not doing it. It's tough because nope, I'm not going to be like that. Yeah. So I told him, like, other good movies with uh, child leads, Leon the Professional. <laughs> oh god, why you can't have a Smash player watch that movie, dude. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? He's gonna be I so mad think, that like, Leon's using items throughout the movie. Look, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, like if I were you, I would delete that from this recording because I feel like you could actually get hauled in as an accessory for that. <laughs> <laughs> for when the inevitable happens. <laughs> Uh, what else ah, he made his choice. Uh, that is all I have, so let me go ahead and uh, hand off to Parker unless he wants to pee break. Uh, do you need one? Uh, I, can, I can wait till after you're done, but eventually. Okay. So, uh, I finally watched Extraction, but only the first one. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a cool choice in July 2023. <laughs> Isn't it? Because I planned on watching both, and then I was like... I was like, two hours, I'll get to it another time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because you said I, <clears throat> excuse me, that I didn't need to, but come on. Yeah, I, I know. Like, it's it's not like it's not worth watching. Yeah, because, like, when this came out in 2020, I was full on, like, quit trying to just shoehorn Chris Hemsworth into all these tough guy action roles. He can do so much more. And, like, three movies later, I'm like, incorrect. I just want to watch him kill people. And this yep. movie gave me that. So, you know, I came to it at the right time. I was ready to appreciate it, because man, after after Thor: Love and Thunder, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I take it all back. Just let him uh, stab people in the throat with sixteen-minute one-shot takes. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it, sometimes Cabin in the Woods is a fluke. It happens. That is a solid a gentleman six out of ten. You know what you're getting. You will have a good time. Ask me a single character's name. I got nothing for you, including well, you his. <laughs> you can't remember Tyler Rake. No. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I cannot remember Tyler Rake. It's all right. You got a whole nother movie to get used to him and his team's names. Uh, which, again, uh, this movie ended. I'm like, huh. 
Sequel, huh? Yeah, right? He got shot in the neck and fell off a bridge. What are you fucking talking about? But I guess we'll see. Uh, so we just binged the entire first season of The Bear in one day. I heard that was good. Correct, um, it's the most stressful goddamn thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Chris, have I'm, you ever worked in food service? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, then you will very much like this. Or you will get PTSD. Okay. One of the two. I have never smoked a cigarette in my life, but that uh, second-to-last episode had me jonesing something fierce. Uh-huh. That was a fucking masterpiece of an episode. One of the oh, most stressful things yeah. I've ever seen in my life. That's weird, because like, I have literally no cooking talent. I cannot cook a goddamn thing to save my life. But I've always been obsessed with cooking media. Like, I watch Hell's Kitchen every year for an uncomfortable amount of time. I've read several of Anthony Bourdain's books. I watched all of this shit. Cannot cook a goddamn thing, but I'm obsessed with everything about it except actually doing it. Because the first the, time a chef yelled at me, I would start crying. The first song I ever learned was the Master Chef song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, turns out that show that everyone said was really good last year, it's pretty good. Chris, there's a reason set, everyone said it. 30 minute episodes. Seven thirty-minute episodes. That's it. I don't That's have an excuse. For. I know. No, That's what really got like, me. You know, when I saw the runtime, yeah. yeah. As soon as I saw, yeah, they were half hours. Like, all right, we're just gonna fucking blitz right through these. Um, you know, some relationships are about give and take. <laughs> this is always my um, favorite way. <laughs> I'm staring at her. She glares at me. You know, we love reality TV in this house, and Peacock has a lot of those shows. And she has enjoyed many of them, but it has other things, such as all of the Puppet Master movies. (laughs) (laughs) The way you describe this, by the way, is like hearing your child choking. (laughs) Time time, time out for us regulars on the show. Like, how many Puppet Master movies are there? Are there six or something? More than you think. Well, that's already true, because I didn't know there was more than one. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, I've only seen the first one, because that's the one that's on the list. Let me look this up. Puppet Master Film Series. Uh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Count them out for me, champ. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. (laughs) so uh yeah sometimes you just gotta even the playing field now the thing about these movies and by these I mean like this no this is the third one I've seen because I saw the that littlest yeah right S. Craig Zoller he's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) some questionable themes but uh that's fine it's whatever um just watching this made me feel like a little kid just watching the sci-fi channel and like the middle of summer when they have like a Saturday they're like I don't know man just throw like six of these on there in a row call it a marathon who gives a shit like something about watching this dog shit movie where the three highest billed actors do not have Wikipedia pages just made me feel like a wee little lad sitting watching basic cable without a care in the world but also the movies fucking suck so (laughs) don't recommend doing that I, I'm excited to talk to you about Class of 1999. Yes. Now let me back up. Uh, class of 1984. Let me just give you a little brief bit about this. 
Chris, did you watch that the Morgan Freeman movie Lean on Me? Y- yeah, you were the teacher in the... yeah. I talked about it, and I was a little ashamed so. of liking it. Uh, so Class of Nineteen Eighty Four is kind of like that. But at the end of the movie, instead of like them all coming together, it just turns into Death Wish and the teacher murders all the bad kids. It's, it's real <laughs> I'm good. I'm not ashamed of uh, listening. <laughs> uh, so that movie comes out, does decently well in the drive-ins and all that. Uh, he goes on to make Firestarter, which is whatever, but more importantly, he makes Commando. Oh, okay. And then he comes back for Class of 1999. Now, because this is a future episode, I will not just sit here and wax poetic about it for a half hour. I will simply pull up the Wikipedia, because uh, this is a very detailed plot summary, so I'm just going to set this movie up for you. <clears throat> in an alternate 1990s, so we're already in, mm-hmm. violence right. in American high schools has spiraled out of control after a series of mass shootings results in the Constitution being abolished. Are we still in? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, areas in most major cities have been taken over by youth gangs, resulting in some schools shutting down two major gangs vibrant for control of the former USA. In 1999, special areas known as free fire zones have been established where police have no jurisdiction, with the CIA being responsible for law enforcement. Are we still on board? Yes. Okay, um, let's see. The Department of Education Defense, working with Megatech... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> conduct an experiment where three former military robots originally built during the Soviet American War of 1991 have become android educators. Oh my god, why are we watching this now? So that's the first ten minutes of this movie. Now, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, maybe perchance some of their old military programming kind of takes over with these rowdy punk teens. Just throwing that out there. Uh, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life, and I would watch it every day for the rest of the year. <laughs> this is one of the most profoundly stupid movies I've ever seen. Is this one of uh, Polly's sex robots from Rocky IV? Um, well, I mean, one of them is Pam Greer, so, oh, right. you know. <laughs> I love this movie. It is one of, I cannot reiterate how fucking stupid this movie is. The fact that this man made, like, a Stephen King movie and made Commando, they're like, alright, man, what do you want to do next? I got something to say about inner city violence. <laughs> Let's take it back to the schools and have a movie just turn into the last third is just, what if your PE teacher was the Terminator? And also there were two gangs fighting the entire time. It is uh, one star and also five stars. Absolute masterpiece. Run, don't walk to Tubi. The world's best movie <laughs> service. <laughs> Let's talk about this steamy January release. <laughs> if you can't handle the heat, get out of my asshole. Uh, honestly, I, I feel like not just us, but almost any of our listeners, if... Uh, if we pulled out a fucking revolver after they watched this movie and were like, tell us when this came out or I'm going to shoot you, I think they would all stammer and stutter for three to five seconds and then say January 2000 and all of them would be right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really better there's time. There's no other time. Yeah. For cosmic horror. <laughs> <laughs> January 2000. Oh boy. So one of the listed directors was Walter Hill. 
However, <laughs> now I love Walter Hill. Ever since I, I loved you know, the Warriors, I liked. I liked uh, the one episode of, uh, uh, what was that show? That was a horror anthology, Parker. Uh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Goodness, wow. <laughs> I thought you were making fun of me. <laughs> this past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, I like Walter Hill, and... I don't know how much of this is his, but... Uh, um, according to him, not much. <laughs> now, there are actually... there. Tell. Believe it or not, there are things I like about Super. Actually, I, I like the cold open of this where it's uh, Jesse Smollett getting woken up in bed. And uh, <laughs> I think that's him. I could be wrong. It could be someone else. He wakes up in bed because the computer wakes him up. and uh, the computer, Don't ask him. And the... <laughs> And uh, the computer, uh, he's like, why did you want to wake me up? And uh, the computer's like, wanting is a human emotion. I'm too good for that. God. And he's like, all right, why am I awake? What do you want to do? And the computer's like, would you like to play chess? And like right there, if the movie had gone in a completely different direction and followed that, like, because that's like an idea. That's You could write like a short story just based on that idea. The computer wants for the first time to do something. Would admit to wanting it, but wants to do something. That that is addressed like a little bit later on in the scene that's kind of like thrown away. Uh, then we get to the scene where the one guy's watching Tom and Jerry and says uh, violent video games were banned in the tw- or violent uh, animation was banned in the twenty first century. <laughs> that's Chris, me. Your thoughts? I like the idea that like parents were watching Itchy and Scratchy and going no. <laughs> it's. Nice to feel seen in a film where it shows like a hot young couple having sex and then like two rooms over a guy just watching Tom and Jerry <laughs> talking to himself. Finally, representation. <laughs> watching contraband cartoons. Yeah. Also better, did you know why he's doing it? He says he's working on his PhD. Sure, man. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. All right, we'll hurry up. Parker's falling He'll asleep. be in this room for five more minutes. It's <laughs> fine. Okay. So, uh... Gotta get this old man out of this hot young movie yeah. full of studs. Now we have the robot. Dr. Angela Bassett says, uh, that is my robot over there. He moves like the way that uh, normal oh people... He moves the way that people make fun of Ray Charles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moves like one of the conservatives making a fucking social media video about the vaccine after effects. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, see that's the real problem with this movie we needed the noises i really needed that they go <laughs> parker I, I say this to you and you specifically cheerleader dystonia stanky leg <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> It's been so long. <laughs> I only can put that fucking video in time because it had dubstep in it. <laughs> Is it still there? It's gotta be. Uh, let's so. pink gears. I'm sure he knows. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought of that. It's fucking long. <laughs> Oh, thank you. It's gonna be the last Shout thing you think about before you go that. Real bad day. <laughs> <sighs> see, what uh, the... thirteen years ago? Let's close that tab real quick. That's enough of that. See, <laughs> see, the thing about this uh, this fucking movie is that it looks pretty good, and then you see the robot, you're like, uh oh, <laughs> that was a different but, director. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that robot owned. I was so glad the robot was in the movie. If you have a robot, I don't want it to be human-like. 
I want it to be as goofy as fucking possible. I don't care how serious your movie is. If the robots are too realistic, I can't take the whole thing seriously. Right? Yeah, yeah. imagine if that robot was competent. Yeah. Well, anyway, no, uh, anyway, I guess we should tell the competent. plot, uh, such as it is. This is a, a medical ship that goes throughout the universe, uh, you know, you know, helping people with the medical problems or whatever doctors do i guess anyway they get a distress beacon and they're the only ship inside and they're like hey we're not going there unless you give us a name and they give a name and it's uh angela bassett's ex and she's like oh i hate that guy and they're like oh we're gonna go anyway this gets to one of the central problems of the movie is everyone immediately strips down to their skivvies for super hyper space warp jump and Look, I get it for, like, first of all, sci-fi nerds, they're going to be horny anyway, so they're going to write in, like, sexual stuff into their movies. And that that's fine enough. And I get, like, maybe they're going so fast through space that they all have to get naked for it because their clothes will destroy or, or something. So whatever science bullshit. That, I'm fine with that. But the amount of nudity in this movie and the amount of uh, sexualization <laughs> in here, it's a bit much. It is. It's a bit much. Yeah, pull your pants up, kids. I just love that everything I read about like the original pitches for this movie, pitches plural from different people were all like this absolute nightmare, and then they took it like, what if they were all banging yeah. the whole time? <laughs> the original pitch, including um, them bringing an artifact back to Earth and it opening a literal portal to hell, <laughs> and we will never get that movie. And I'm very upset about it. We might get I a think we, similar movie I think we did get that movie, and we called it Event Horizon. That I was going to say Jason goes to hell, yeah. you know. <laughs> Event Horizon is not as good as it should be. I do not care for that movie. So I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Because this is something that I've now seen this movie twice. Mm-hmm. At each time, I'm just, like, dumbstruck by it. We're all people of roughly the same age. Did you have any idea that James Spader was ever a sex symbol? No. This is fucking hot. I... I I mean, yeah, like I understand why. Yeah. Like I don't I remember like the first girls time I ever knew he existed him. was on like Boston Legal or something. Yeah, I I don't remember girls talking about cuz that's how I I figured out who sex symbols were. I was like, listen to the girls in school, see who they talk about. They they talked about Ben Affleck. They talked about uh, they talked about Steve. That's Elford. cheating. You live up there. Of course I did do. not. I did not live up in Boston at the time. Uh, he's never. He's never lived there. He's a fake. Guy. I've you know never lived in Boston. That is true. Uh, no, the girls talked about Ben Affleck. They talked about um, Bam Marchera. They really liked him. Uh, <laughs> That's your second go-to. I, I just remember uh, them talking about Bam Marchera constantly, and I remember thinking that guy fucking sucks. And now I'm a bit no, older, and I realize he also sucks. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, th- he was one. Matt Damon was uh, another. There was, Matt was, Damon. Yeah. All right, cool. Two Boston guys in band. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. That was back when I was, like, I'm trying to think back to, like, when I was a kid. So, Oh, uh, yeah, you know, Drew Bledsoe, Ben Coates. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, they don't like them very much. Antoine Walker. No, um. no. I This is back when I was in pool school, so it would be Mark Brunel. <laughs> Patrick uh, Ramsey. Patrick Ramsey. <laughs> uh, no, it's, I did, j- any uh, any Tony Delk lovers in the chat? Look, let's just say <laughs> <laughs> that James Spader and Alex and I were not names that were mentioned very often. Look, well, at least one of those names should have been mentioned. Was James Spader's fucking hot in this movie. Unfortunately, no one watched this, so, you know. 
Uh, well, I mean, I feel like a lot of those people have seen Secretary, which is the other movie where Jane Spader's sex symbol is an active participant. What a double feature. Oh, man. Let me tell you. Jeez. Should we make Chris watch Secretary? Absolutely. I just won't. Anyway, uh, so they go through hyperspace, and unfortunately, the guy who was watching the violent cartoons uh, is killed in a way that I think Itchy would have killed Scratchy, or the other way around, I don't know which is which. That guy, <laughs> his body turns into Krang, and Angela Bassett, it, as soon as she sees his body, she's like, scalpel, and I'm like, you're not going to be able to save this guy, <laughs> all right? No, shotgun, <laughs> put me out of my misery immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, his face is fused with the glass, I'll cut it off. I go, yeah. slit my throat, yeah. I'm done. Like, the man's torso is hamburger. You're like watching this like, this might be a pretty good movie. We're like 15 minutes in. Yeah. Strong. D- don't expect to ever see that again. Yeah. That's all on the cutting room floor. Yeah. We need hot banging. Yeah. Oh. But also not a lot of it because they desperately wanted this to be PG-13 so they well, couldn't even go full board. We it. know which version Parker watched. Because <laughs> there's an R-rated cut, Parker, if you want extra bosoms. I don't know which fucking one I watched. I have to admit, yeah, I don't think I know so... either. <laughs> Well, well, let me uh, let me give you a hint. Uh, in the R-rated cut, there's a sex scene between James Spader and Angela Bassett. However, at this point, neither of them was still on set because it was a rewrite, so they used the other actors as body doubles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw that. Don't you worry. All right, I guess <laughs> that's I... a funny way of saying Francis Ford Coppola's contribution to the film was yes. digitally inserting their faces hey, on hey. it. Hey. Robin Tunney, you've already had your tits out for like 20 minutes of this movie. Well, it's a couple more. Yeah. Get back into zero graph. You know, one of the things that kind of bothered me about that is they justify all the sex that she constantly wants to have by saying, oh no, you don't get, she just really wants a baby. It doesn't... That's so 2000. Yeah. It's so 2000. Yeah. Like, like, that was like before it was okay for women to be like, hey, I just want to have sex because it's fun. Yeah. You know, this is a different era. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I remember watching it being like, well, oh, come on. <laughs> There's all sorts yeah, of Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It's just one of those, you know, fucking cultural bullshit back there. Yeah. It's it's just a thing. And thus. You can't say that on TV. There's a lot of that in this movie. <laughs> so anyway, they, so they pick up a fella from this mining colony, and he's and he says he's the son of Angela Bassett's ex. I don't remember any of the characters' names, so forget it. And he's carrying some cargo. And inside the cargo, I want Parker to describe it. Uh, no. <laughs> nice try, Dick. <laughs> Did you call it space pussy? <laughs> I call it, oh, space, you call pussy. it space pussy. <laughs> it, it, well, it's very important that we call it purple and pink space pussy. It's it's uh it looks like a lava lamp that we find out is from the ninth dimension. Yeah. What is the ninth dimension? You ask. Don't worry. Well, about the it. ninth dimension it, it obscures three dimensional objects, and when you release it, then it will release three dimensional objects. I guess it's kind of like that. It, is it at the the Genesis device from Star Trek or something where it destroys all life, but then it creates a life or something? We should watch Star Trek. That, that is what it does. Yeah. So I'll take your word. For in that it. case, it, yeah. In that case, it's just a fucking ripoff of Star Trek. What the hell? Oh Wait, no, I've become that guy. Fuck. Alright, well. Oh, I know. Well, I'm yeah, I mean, watching they have this like movie. 700 episodes, dude. Yeah. Everything's going to be a ripoff yeah. of that. Well, if, for what it's worth, it's ripping off the good I, uh, You know what? That's not, that's not fair. I don't think Star Trek ever did Ray Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe they did in one of their newer episodes or something. 
The ones I'm I didn't Jim. watch. Jim Picard. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about this point in the movie where as soon as I hear Ninth Dimension, I just drop what I'm holding. Like, <laughs> damn it! Like an hour of this left <laughs> immediately ruins my mood. <laughs> That's all it takes. Well, we should uh, we should talk about the uh, the titular space pussy, um, because uh, you, you see, Captain James Spader, now the other captain's been turned into hamburger. Uh, he dispatches Lou Diamond Phillips to the escape craft to figure out what else is in there. This guy took, who promptly just sticks his face into the space <laughs> pussy. That's pretty good. That was like, good. Yeah. Like, oh, what what is this? Let me figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> This is to remain sealed and under lockdown. Hey, to the bleh. <laughs> he <laughs> so he enters the space pussy. When I say enters, I mean full body. He is inside this thing, He's floating in there like a little placenta. Yeah, despite the fact this it's, thing is like two feet wide. Yeah. It's kind of like in the South Park movie where Stan learns of the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what they say about placenta. The best thing about placenta is cold placenta sandwiches the next morning. Now, he's inside this. I think Angela Bassett discovers him, and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, ah, uh, nothing. And he gets out, and he's younger. He can do handstand push-ups now. And <laughs> zero gravity. Why is that supposed to be impressive? Yeah. <laughs> what zero-G pussy does for should We should note that during this scene where he is just, you know, absolutely fascinated by the space pussy for the second time in five minutes, uh... His girl is off banging the alien guy, right? Yeah, because uh, in uh, in the zero gravity chamber, because uh, you know apparently everybody in this movie just has to be horny all the fucking time. She couldn't resist the guy from Fast Lane. Yeah. No, the other guy. <laughs> no, not that yeah. face. Fast another, Lane. That Fast Lane. Another sex symbol I couldn't name. So uh, she's a guy who for twenty minutes I was like, is that Chris O'Donnell? Yeah, that's shit. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I, the whole time, by also, she was, he the way he seduces her is just like, it's because you just really want to have sex. And she's like, oh, no one's seen through me so well before. How did you manage to read my mind with your magical mind powers? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Uh, then he turns Meanwhile, out. While Lou Diamond the- Phillips is like, buddy, you don't even let me fuck. <laughs> he just walks back into it. <laughs> Like I'm gonna go stare into my space pussy. Some more. Is it wait? Goodbye. Isn't isn't the reveal that like he he's actually uh, he he actually is Angela Bassett's ex, and he used the space pussy to get younger so that she wouldn't recognize him. That is the reveal. Yeah, right. but we're still thirty minutes from that. Yeah, I just want to make sure we're to figure it out ourselves. Yeah, yeah. well, it's understandable. Like it is a dumb enough twist that you you should have to ask about. It. Yeah, because like, I also fair. maybe we should say this right now. This movie isn't the most coherent movie that we've seen, you know? Like, it's not like it's... It's not necessarily that it's hard to follow, but you could tell that several different people had their say on this. And as There's a, just a lot of plot points. Yeah, it's, There's like an entire TV season's worth of plot it's points. It's a bit of a mishmash for this one. Yeah, I mean, just to open with, like, the end of the first act being this ungodly body horror and then the rest of the movie is like <laughs> alright what if uh, Lou Diamond Phillips sits in the cuck chair while the alien bangs his girlfriend <laughs> it's like oh hello uh, it's me your boyfriend with the same name but I'm younger and you're sitting there looking at the clock like okay man let's let's get let's get there say, say what we all know 
but but that's impossible. That's that looks nothing like him, and you're just banging your head against the wall like, please, movie, I'm begging oh, you. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Like like, an adult. One of the fucking uh, plot points is, uh, uh, he used to be addicted to Hazen. <laughs> <laughs> he was taping rookie's butt cheeks to goalposts. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, Chris, you want to know how to figure out which movie, which version of this movie you watched? Go ahead. So you remember the scene where they go drink the bottle of alcohol with the gigantic pear inside, and they're talking about how the pear got in there? Uh, yes. <laughs> Do they fuck after that? I think so. I think I... Because they don't in the PG-13 one, but they do in the R one. Uh, so. I'm pretty sure they did. I think I was taking notes on that one, and I don't remember... I mean, it would be fucking ridiculous to not have a sex scene after that. And yeah, because the movie. way that they were... The, but yeah. 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 yeah, I just... Yeah, that's... That, yeah. Well, it was fucking ridiculous. I wonder who this guy is. Do you think? Do you think this guy's a bad guy? Yeah. Do you think the guy sending the SOS from the middle of deep space? Do you think he might be nefarious? <laughs> hey, you in the audience, have you seen a movie before? He's just oh, bad. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Is it, it really is telegraphed? Like, I, in fairness to the trailer, the, the good trailer, uh, that gives away that he is the bad guy. <laughs> You know, as soon as he starts, like, talking, you're just like, I think he did it. I don't know what he did, but I think he did it. Uh, oh, yeah. Imagine watching that trailer, getting lured in by that Sugar Ray song, yeah. <laughs> and then sitting down and being like, oh, you told me he's the bad guy. <laughs> no, there's still an hour of this movie left. No! No! <laughs> just fucking... Oh, no, James Spader, don't go investigate the other ship. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. And you're just sitting there like, look, man, there are not a lot of, like, space horror movies. We've all seen the two good ones, yeah. so let's fucking get to what we're getting to. Yeah. Oh, no, he's talking over the intercom. He's the bad guy now. Oh, he's gonna abandon him. I do love when he just starts uh, killing off the crew because something's happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a pretty nice turn yeah. of events. I'm a, I'm a very big fan of the scene where the uh, the guy that's in love with the computer is trying to convince the computer yeah. to kill the bad guy. And she's just like, no, you have to give me all... You have to answer my riddles three <laughs> if you uh, if, if you want uh, me to kill this guy. And then he answers two of them and dies. This is what it sounds like every time YouTube's like, hey, do you want to watch a Destiny video? He's like, <laughs> okay, well, uh, consider this. Um, so you're adopting a child. I'm like, I can't fucking do I, Wow, man. I, He's trying to defeat the AI with facts and logic so he won't get in Finally, someone with a worse algorithm than mine. Ew. I, I really like the, the scene where... <laughs> I don't know why. It's, it's almost like a casual scene. Someone just shoots him in the eye like really quickly like he wasn't <laughs> expecting. <laughs> I thought that was like really good. Because it, really, it almost feels like a jackass timing level. It was like... Ah! <laughs> it's like Wee Man hitting you in the nuts. fucking blank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like somebody just buzzed off part of his hair. Yeah. Anyway... And yeah. he's always the bad guy because like his face gets yeah, it's more, a little distorted. It gets more lupine, you know? It, it gets more Morbius-like. <laughs> just I, reading I, that like, oh yeah, he was supposed to be like this big fucked up looking monster. But they were like... We can't hide the guy from Fastlane under all this makeup. <laughs> that was so fucking mad, dude. He really, he looks worse than the werewolf from Silver Bullet. So. Uh, nah. <laughs> Alright, well. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. Anyway, so they kill him off. How did that? I what did they they trap him in some sort of like cargo thing and then they just release well, it. They, and they... No, no. They they fucking Bugs Bunny the shit out of him. They dress the fucking robot up like James. Oh Spader, right, yeah. And they <laughs> go up into the zero wrap chamber and then the robot gives him the finger and explodes. <laughs> that is a good strap, <laughs> by the way. Owns, That's dude. right. Yeah, it's sick, dude. The fucking it. Parkinson's robot just manages to walk straight for one scene. <laughs> like, the worst thing about this movie is just, like, if you've seen... If you've heard of the movie Aliens, you're gonna figure out what's <laughs> going on. Like, are you... Do you have a brief familiarity with 2001 and any Alien movie? Hey, there's a distress signal. I bet there's something bad there. Right, yeah. Let's twiddle our thumbs for 45 minutes. Oh no, he's killing the crew that I don't like. Alright, James Spader's back. And the movie's over. So, he, um... It's, it's just uh, James Spader and Angela Bassett are there. And, uh, oh yeah, I think they released the uh, the space pussy into the world. And it's gonna hit Earth in 51 years. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my favorite part, yeah. is the reveal that uh, this thing might just destroy Earth anyway, despite everything they've done to stop it. Yeah. They throw it into a star. Yeah. Which seems to not be the best way to deal with a space bomb. Well, the good news but, is you know. they have 51 years to come up with an answer. James Spader and Angela Bassett are like, let's get the hell out of here! And they decide to jump away from it, so they have to get nude together inside the thing. And uh, I, I did like James Spader's line. I was like, I think it's worse ways to die. And... Uh, so they leave, and they've exchanged eyeballs, and she's now pregnant. This is a this is our romantic ending. <laughs> the end of the movie being she got pregnant while traveling through a hyperspace. Just uh, well, that's something you wouldn't see in a movie that came out after two thousand one. That's right, for yeah. goddamn sure. Man, a movie that sat on a shelf for two years, and boy, really aged like wine. Let me tell you. <laughs> incredible bit to have this movie unfinished a sci-fi film a movie with a lot of effects and they screened it with unfinished effects and spoilers test reactions were negative and they're like well we gotta fix this whole thing top to bottom it's like no you fucking moron so yeah uh they go with someone else and that guy (laughs) submits a fucking edited the shit version uh people hate that too they go hey walter hill you want to come back and he goes that's gonna cost more money and they go no <laughs> so he doesn't do it <laughs> francis ford coppola just uh glues james spader's face on blue diamond phillips while they space bang and they release the movie yeah. <laughs> to a rousing success and let me see here eighth place Ooh. good job guys is that good is that for the year right Debuted at number eight in January. Oh, debuted at eight. That's yeah. it's not what much else was. What, what else was on the screens in January two thousand? You got that handy? I'm curious. I'm What's Matrix right still on there? I think <laughs> Matrix might have been on the screens. <laughs> was Matrix December ninety nine? Well, I know it was ninety nine. I don't know if it's December ninety nine. I know it was really really popular so it may have just been i don't even want to try to guess because i'm just going to start guessing brennan fraser movies right exactly like was this dudley do right was this george of the jungle they were still getting their lunch eaten by movies from december such as Stuart little (laughs) and the green mile (laughs) and the talented (laughs) mr ripley i haven't seen the talented mr galaxy quest i love any given sunday toy story 2 was still just rushing it oh so this movie never had a chance okay that's fine 
Yeah, well, Stuart Little was really then. killing it. <laughs> Supernova's down here. Uh, I'm just looking at the entire January 2000 box office. So I see down here um, Supernova ended up at 17. I can't help but notice up here at 11 is Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a skill issue. Well. Uh, just barely beats out The World Is Not Enough, which had been out since November. Good job, everyone. <laughs> Great. He nailed it. All right. Well, uh, speaking of 1999, next uh, next episode, Class Of. Stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. That's what I'm in here. You know? Oh, good. You short just episode. Love, it's like, all right, it's the future. What does it look like? So there's exploding barrels everywhere, right? And chain link fences. Like, yes, done, perfect. That's the setting. I'm very excited to talk to you guys about Stacy Key. Just looking at it. Oh hell this yes! Is the first thing you see, and you're going to gasp. <laughs> it's so good. That's the tea, sis.